Ohio State was due for some good news, and they got it in bunches at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center this week. That is Anthony Schlegel. I'm Austin Ward. This is the podcast daily on a Thursday. We're going to bring the juice with yes. the Schlegmeister. And hey, uh, getting a bunch of dudes to opt into the Cotton Bowl is a nice way to have the week because last week all we did was talk about the transfer portal and guys going out. This is this is an opportunity where it's maybe setting the stage legs for a bunch of guys to not just play in Dallas, but maybe in 2024 in Columbus. No doubt. Um, so let's talk about it. Who, who's who's opting in. Give them to me. JT Jack Sawyer. Jack Sawyer. We don't have uh, the guys that confirmed it themselves. We'll just go okay, through that. Because like, I ahead, think that me. there's still an opportunity for other guys like JTT, uh, Travion, but guys that talked this week that said, hey, I don't, yep. I'm not going to talk about 2024. Jack Sawyer playing in the Cotton Bowl. Denzel Burke playing in the Cotton Bowl. Oh, we're getting these thumbs up. Where are those coming from? That's magic right there on the screen. Right, I, got, uh, I, got, I got fingers. I got fingers. <laughs> All right. Um, that, that threw me for a look. Ty- Tyleek Williams playing in the Cotton Bowl. Yep. Uh, who else do we have out there? Uh, Jackson, I Cody, saw he was in. Cody, Cody Simons. Simons. He's coming Donovan back for Jackson, a year. Josh oh. Fryer. Yep. Uh, on down the list. Like Ohio State's getting a bunch of these guys that have NFL dis- – Jordan Hancock, maybe yep. one of the most important of, of all in that group. So those yep. are the ones that have publicly confirmed. Now, the others still could. Like, they weren't going to give the entire roster for us to talk to on a Tuesday afternoon in the Woody. But those are guys who nailed it down, going to play, still uncertain maybe about their NFL decisions. But I don't – if you're thinking about leaving, you're probably thinking about opting out. So I'm not going to speak for any of them. No. These are these are significant decisions, and I, they are signs, I think, that this group and maybe – if not all of it, most of it could be coming back for Ohio State. But either way, they want to play in the Cotton Bowl. They want to. They want to win. They want to be with their brothers. They want to go to Dallas. They want to have Christmas dinner down there at the Gaylord. Like all of those things are positives after a couple of weeks where it just felt like everything else was coming apart at the seams. So let's go back and, and look at like listen. The portal is not an Ohio State thing. It's a college football thing. So let's get that out there. People were talking about. Week ago, it's broken. Ohio State's broken. The answer is it's not. Um, this is just what's going on in college football. The biggest thing to me with this, and I, I want everybody to understand what this, what goes into these type of decisions. And nobody needs to rush to these decisions because after you played that team up north and and you had time to digest that game, and then there's the Big Ten championship game, and the college football playoff, and who's going to be in, who's going to be out. In the, behind the scenes, this is what's going down. Now I've had. I've had people that I know personally that I have that are no affiliated with any type of programs, you know, hey, what would my grade be, right? And this is coming from parents that I know that have kids that play in Division One football. I'm like, I reach out to my agent. I'm like, hey, listen, I got somebody that's looking for an agent. Where would you grade them? Just to give just nuggets of information as to where they are. Mm-hmm. And then I give them that information. And they could also seek it, you know, you need to get multiple parties as to where that is. You also got to understand who is giving you that information? What do they have to gain for you to come out versus you to stay? And so when you do all of those things, um, you're you're starting to get, you're acquiring data and information to make the best decision possible for yourself, along with all the other information that you have of potentially team goals, potentially individual goals that you may not have accomplished at Ohio State. That would be beating the team up north. That would be winning a Big Ten championship. That would be winning a national championship. Those three goals right there have not been accomplished along with potentially 
individual goals that you would aspire to achieve. And again, all of us growing up that play the game of football in high school, it's I want to go win the Buckus, right? I played linebacker. I want to win the Buckus. I want to be an All-American. I want to do, I want to be all Big Ten, like all these different things that you do. And you take the summation of that information and you're like, you know what? I don't know what's going to be out there for this, but I want to go play this game. And and again, times have changed. And I'm not an old head talking about how I wish it was back then. But, you know, let's take, you know, A.J. Hawk and, I, and Bobby Carpenter. And Bobby and I talked about it on the Bobby Carpenter show. You know, A.J. was probably going to be a top 15 pick, but coming into his senior year, after his senior year, he was he elevated to a top five pick, along with what he was able to do at the Combine. Bobby was probably a late first round, early second round, became a middle, you know, first round draft pick, right? All those guys had these things. And so that goes into this decision as to how can I raise, do I need one more year to raise that draft stock? Could me going into this game versus a Missouri versus a very good SEC opponent, you know, in the Cotton Bowl, help elevate that potentially. So why not go play that game? Now, here's the other thing too. Every time you get an opportunity to strap it up and wear the scarlet and gray is special. I think sometimes that's lost um, on the general population because games matter. I mean, if you think about where college football is now compared to it was 30 years ago, I mean, these guys are doing this stuff 365. There is no off season. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we try to give them an off season, but as soon as the season is over, guys, you go into winter conditioning, which in and of itself is the building block of your team. It is very hard. It is objective adversity that you put guys through because you want to help build up and put those potential leaders in those situations so that they can lead mm-hmm. before you even get into spring football. There's also part of that winter conditioning are the guys that need to be elevated to become a starter. And so through competition, you start to see what they're made of in winter conditioning. Very hard. Then you go into spring football. Then you have Maymester, which is completely discretionary, but everybody's there because they're still taking classes. And that's more of the jumpstart into the summer that again leads you into being prepared for fall camp, being healthy, putting your best foot forward. So that now the coaches understand exactly where their roster is and who's going to be starters on day one. That's what it is. So number one is people over this time has been able to gather the information as to where they are in the draft status, who's coming out from all the other teams, where they projected to go. They see that they're like, okay, I potentially could become better. Why? I'm going to be in the third year of this defense. I'm speaking defense only because I'm a Mm -hmm. defensive guy. But I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the third year of this defense. I know exactly what my fit is. I know exactly the areas that that I have gotten from information as to what I need to improve upon to become a higher draft pick. And now I have an entire offseason to look at those weaknesses and enhance them. Then also accentuate the things that I'm really good at. And that that's what you're doing. And in the meantime, I get to go out there one more time with my teammates, put on the silver bullet helmet and go to town, you know? Yeah. So Emeka being back, that's great. I, I think that Emeka really didn't feel like he had the year. I could definitely see him coming back for 24, though I think Emeka could be a very, very good uh, NFL wide receiver. It could be one more year because, again, as people look at it <laughs> in the landscape, who else is out there coming out in 24? 
how do I feel lined up against those guys? Could I get one more year to increase yeah. my value? Right. And, yeah. and again, he also has to look at who's in the room. Competition breeds excellence. And, you know, and I, I look at that wide receiver room, guys, and I, I go all the way back to when I was coaching there and the Terry McLaurin's and, and the Paris Campbell's and the Hills. And like, I mean, there's Johnny Dixon. I mean, and, and all the, the trials and tribulation that he had. I mean, it's just been a steady, steady growth in that room. And there are guys that come back because they want to lead the room mm -hmm. and they want to make sure that the room is better now than when they left it. So they want to come back for one more year. I absolutely love that. And I, you know, I, I was not surprised when you start to hear the conversation when Jack Sawyer said that this was bullcrap, that people yep. were thinking that this is just another game. It's not, man. It is, it is the game because it is the game right now that I'm playing in. And you could, you could honestly go back and look at when I played in 2005. That, that's the 2006 Fiesta Bowl versus Notre Dame. You know, you had a ton of guys. We had five first-round draft picks. They all played that game. I know it's very different now, but we all played that game. And it mattered because winning the bowl game, just so you guys know, sets you up for that offseason. The bowl practices right now set you up for the offseason because you know that the seniors are gone. Who's going to be that next man up? And you start to earn that right now during bowl practice. And then you see it during the bowl film after you play the game that then goes into who are the guys that we have to strategically put into situations that we need to build them up based upon what transpired during bowl practice in that bowl game to allow us to have the best 2024 that the Ohio State Buckeyes could possibly have. That's how you yeah. look at it. And it matters 100%. R04 um, Alamo Bowl. Not very good in 04, guys, <laughs> to the standards of Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, set us up for a great offseason going into 2005. I felt like just now with you, Schlegs, and yesterday and uh, Tuesday with Jack Sawyer, it's like I'm being personally chastised because I've said this is an exhibition game. And I still honestly feel that way, even listening to both of you, only from the perspective of the championship race has been decided. The rivalry has been decided. This doesn't change the polls. I certainly understand that what happens in that game is going to allow for building into next spring. I certainly get the value of bowl practices, and I absolutely get putting on that jersey is holding you to a standard. I'm I'm only saying it from the perspective of like if there are pieces missing, like winning and losing in this game. I don't know how it would change. It shouldn't change the tenor of 2023. I think maybe what you're talking about is, and especially with the Alamo Bowl, is a setup for 2024 and a potential value. But it, it's like only benefit and no risk. But I, I understand I might be in the minority viewing it that way. I, I think so. And here's why. 11 and 2 looks a lot different than 12 and 1. It does. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, no, I, mean like, let's just, I mean, like, the summation of the season are the games that you play. <laughs> That's true. And every time you play, it matters, right? Because then if you say that it's an exhibition and it doesn't matter, then they wouldn't be going into the tally of the totality of your wins and losses for that year. And right. if we're going to sit here and talk about competition, competitive excellence, and that competition matters, then it's not an exhibition. It's competition. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we can't 
we can't pick and choose when we want to compete. <laughs> we compete all the time. Sure. And, that, and, and again, it goes toward Ryan Day's bowl record. It goes toward Ryan Day's overall wins. It goes into you as a player. Are you eight and four, right? Or, or, or potentially seven and five in 04 versus what were we? 10 and two or 11 and two. I don't remember what we were, right? But like it caps the season. And you want to finish the season off the right way yeah. through a win. And that's where it's not an exhibition. Now, I understand that your point as to there's really what is the value of it? Well, in 2005, we lost to Texas, who won the national championship. We lost to Penn State. We were co Big Ten champions. Um, I think that Penn State ended up finishing third because it was like Texas, USC in the championship game. They finished third. We finished fourth, right? Ohio State's seventh. Georgia and Florida State are going to play. One of those teams are going to lose. Could you bump ahead of one of those teams? You know, and overall final ranking, where you rank matters, right? Hey, man, because when you're 40 years old, hey, dad, what happened? Well, I'm 42, but hey, what happened in your <laughs> senior year? Hey, man, we went we went 12 and one and won, you know, the Cotton Bowl. And, you know, we, we got beat by that team up north and it still, it still eats at me because we win that game. We win the national championship. Right. But it's a different conversation than it's like, well, we went 11 and two and we lost the Cotton Bowl to Missouri. Think no, about that. Is. I'm just, I, I'm just I, saying that that's no. the reality of the situation. I, I, I know. And I'm not that far removed from seeing the exact same thing happen for, you know, Marvin Harrison to take that opportunity in the Rose Bowl two years ago. Um, you know, there were players that opted out. Obviously, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, I believe Haskell Garrett did as well. Like that left, you know, opportunity. At wide receiver, and then a little bit of a mess on defense with a bunch of guys banged up and missing in action. But you know, Ryan Day and the guy Marvin Harrison himself have talked about. Well, you know, we got a lot of confidence from coming back and scoring a lot of points and getting an opportunity in those games. Like, I definitely am not opposed to any of those ideas. I just it, it feels like uh, college football itself has tried to devalue them, and the and the people that are actually fighting back about against it are not the ones that you'd really expect, which is the players who are like, no, we actually want to play in this game. We want to play another one. We want to get the taste out of our mouth from, you know, the end of November. And I get it. Like it, that tends to happen. Like the closer you get to the game itself and the more you're removed from what happened in the big house, like at least that's the way it worked a couple of years in the Rose bowl. So Maybe by the time I get to Texas, I'll be way more amped up for it than, than I might be right now. Hey, think about Jackson putting the Jigbo, man, 349 yards, whatever he had in the Rose Bowl, and he didn't play hardly at all in yep. twenty in 21, and he was a first-round draft pick, number 11 overall, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, that happens, right? I mean, like, think about that. Set up C.J. Stroud for the, the next year. I mean, yeah. but, but again, every time you get to play, and guess what? It's 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 finite. It's yeah. finite. There's guys that are playing that may never play again. I mean, it matters, man. It matters. So yeah. that, that and that's the outlook. That's what you want to have. Like we don't go, we don't, we don't train the way that we train or coach the way that we coach uh, for them not to matter. And that's why we also hold ourselves to a high standard. It's why I talk about all the time. The standard is the standard. So you know, competition breeds excellence, and you can't devalue what that is. And that's every single game. So go out there and win the football game because Missouri is going to be ready. Straight up, real talk. They got their dudes back. They're ready yeah. to go. So, and it's, it's going to be a tough challenge for Ohio State's defense. They got a great running back. They got an efficient quarterback. Um, they took Georgia to the wire. They beat Florida. I mean, obviously on a, you know, end of the game, but like mm -hmm. they're 10 and two, man. 
So yeah. good football team. Yeah, I think that's that's an encouraging part for Ohio State that those guys on Tuesday at the Woody talked about that and how important it was. And and Jack Sawyer, I love it. Anytime we get into uh, a press conference and somebody says, pardon my French, you know you're going to get a good answer. So yeah, uh, I was glad to get that. The other part of this, Schlegs, you brought it up earlier with how difficult uh, and time-consuming the process of getting draft feedback and making that decision can be throughout the entirety of the month and then playing the game and then really maybe settling down to make a final call. Like Marvin Harrison Jr., he said last week he's undecided, but I think his he's got the easiest call that anyone could really ever make. For everyone else who's going through a process and listening to listening to the draft advisory board, listening to agents, listening to their family, listening to their coaching staff, like this month seems like it would kind of be a chore. And we got a question uh, from our subtext subscriber, I believe it was Dale, was like, well, doesn't the team need to know immediately because that determines how you can attack the transfer portal? Yeah, and my my response to that was like, Ohio State would rather have these guys who are NFL draft picks stay in the program and then adjust to the portal if need be. That seems like the more prudent ap- approach, right, Schlegs? I mean, am I crazy uh, here? No, you're not. First off, that's a great question because it does matter, and it's also why I value the way that Ohio State coaches authentically talk to their guys. We saw Jamison Williams, who's a fantastic wide receiver, leave, go to Alabama and have a great final year there because they had a hard conversation as to where he stood in the wide receiver room with Brian Hartline. Kyle McCord had a really hard conversation, and the conversation was, there are no guarantees who are a starter. And guys, guess what? That's everybody. That's all jobs. I mean, you know, and we want competitive excellence. And you have put yourself in a position to be at the top of that, but I'm not going to declare it now. We're going to go through the process and we're going to put the best 11 out there. Mm-hmm. That's what he said, basically, right? So, so, but as you go through, there's, there's, you know, a couple of ways of it. Ohio State and all the connections that they have in the NFL are seeking out grades for these guys from all the you guys. Also got, also got to remember when Ohio State has a, a pro day, every scout is there. Right. So they got they got scouts and head coaches on speed dial as to where is this guy grading out? Where could he potentially fit? Now, that's another thing, too. Right. It's not just about <clears throat> where am I graded out and where are my fits and what are those needs that go into next year? OK, mm-hmm. and that because that's slotted. Right. And so, you know, we've seen it. Running backs aren't necessarily taken as high as they were five years ago now. Right. Right. So am I a late second round pick? Well, could I be a, an early second round to a late first round if I have this and I'm healthy all year for Trevion? Like potentially. So Ohio State is doing their due diligence to give their guys the right information. The individual and their parents are seeking out that information. You come together collectively and you say it's ultimately your decision. And then you got to make it. And yes, we need to know, but it's also up to Ohio State to go through and see of the players that are in the portal who would also be fits compared to who they've already brought in through recruiting in which going in right now into this next class, we're number two behind Georgia. So it's like, are the people in the portal really going to make the difference between the people that we already got? And here's the, here's the thing. You already know what they have done on film in games Versus what you see day in and day out on practice, good on good. 
And if you feel that that guy could take one other step simply by being in the mix and seeing live bullets, you stick with the dudes that you brought in because you brought them in. Mm -hmm. That also goes into it too. So that question, there's multi-layers to it, but it's not just that we have to go out there and attack the portal at every position. We've also seen because of the portal, you also have to be strategic into who you bring in that fits with your culture. Michigan is a great example of that. Not the greatest recruiting classes of all time, but they play as a team. So it's not necessarily about the recruiting process. For them, it's about the development and the culture aspect. So from these bigger programs that are consistently there on a year-in, year-out basis, the fit that that individual can bring to your team is more important than just what is perceived as the grade of that player. Because they could play in a completely different type of scheme and have a ton of stats, but that position doesn't necessarily fit into what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, so so great question. Um, but I think part and there was somebody else last week that talked about the loyalty to the the players and stuff. Part of that process is the loyalty of the player that we're going to let them figure it out. We're going to help give them all the information that we possibly can. And we're also going to do everything that we possibly can to develop and develop them to get to where they want to get. Yeah. You know, so anyways. Yeah, no, it's a great point. And I think that's a reminder too, that that movement in the portal, there's time for that after the bowl game, when there's also those NFL draft decisions being made by those Buckeyes. And then, an opportunity again in May after spring. There'll be a different pool of candidates. There'll be, I'm sure, a couple more people that elect to move on from Ohio State. That's just the way the order of business is now uh, in college football. But, you know, there was a a Josh Simmons sitting there in May for Ohio State last spring, and he wound up, as he, he got better and better at left tackle throughout the year for Ohio State, like, you don't have to always <laughs> attack that portal immediately. Like, as you said, strategically is the is the right way. And I think that patience, like there can be benefit to being the first one involved in a portal, or there can also be risk because you, as you said, like you want the people that are already in the program and the ones that are weighing an NFL decision, they're probably the better guys for your program in terms of culture, fit, style, scheme, anything else. Like those are the ones that you want to retain first and foremost. Right. Yeah. They've been there. They understand it. They don't have to learn. It's also the, it's also the, the detriment you know, uh, to going into the portal, right? I mean, there's all, there's risks in everything, but when you make that jump, now you got to go learn a completely different offense, a completely different defense. You got to win over your coaches. You're not necessarily their guys that they brought in, Mm -hmm. you know, they brought you in right now because they feel that there's a need and you're going to go out there and you're going to compete and you have to unequivocally go win it, you know, with all being equal, right? Like, yeah, they might've given you a little bit more money in the portal than that kid got, but that's the one that they recruited. Yeah. Right. So if it's all even and he's younger, but we're even, we're going to play the one that's younger that we recruited and brought in. Yeah. Right. So yeah. those are all those, all those things play a part in it when you make these type of decisions. And it certainly helps that Ohio state has guys who are already deciding to stick around and give one more uh, piece of film, one more put out and one more chance to put on the uniform, one more opportunity to win a, a I don't know what kind of trophy the Cotton Bowl's got right now, but something and a chance to go play. It's a bowl, it's a bowl of cotton. It's a bowl, a of, bowl cotton. of cotton. No, I, I would say that what, what it does for me looking at it, 
is I I think that there is a sense of just you know some some new juice mm-hmm. to the mix. Uh, I like it. I think that they're feeling that there is some unfinished business. Um, and, and I kind of like where these guys heads, heads are. It shows that the culture of Ohio state is, is winning right now when guys want to go play this and the reasons that we've heard that they want to play, Yep. you know, and I, I've, I've said this, you know, for a long time. Um, do you love playing football? And if you love playing football, you're going to love playing in the Cotton Bowl because right. guess what? Why is football? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think too many times we've gotten that lost in the mix of everything that's going on um, in the portal in college football. You know, even if you look at guys that are in the NFL, like do you love playing football? That, I mean, that's the, one of the number one things. And I've been on the on the the draft process, like and and seeing what they ask and and how they value that. That's yep. one of them. Do you love playing football? That's it. Well, then I won't complicate it anymore by talking about everything else. Ohio State uh, is a couple, what are they got? Two weeks now until they're suiting it up in the Cotton Bowl against Missouri. So the excitement is returning to the I'm podcast excited. daily. And I am now cl- fully on board. I got Jack Sawyer and Anthony Schlegel to fire me up. So we're ready uh, to ramp up that coverage and get ready for the last couple of weeks in the build up to the Cotton Bowl. Thanks so much to Anthony Schlegel, as always, for a Thursday appearance on the podcast daily. I'm just Austin Ward. We'll talk to you all later.